live. Nice. Yeah, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. You want to play with the cameras a bit? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Messing with you. Anyway, yeah, uh, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Um, That's what you get the entire episode. <laughs> okay, now you get that. Uh, just a little bit different now. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's sh- not as pretty. No, no, it's not. Uh, Shock Monkey Radio is created by adults for adults for entertainment purposes. The views and opinions expressed here do not reflect the sponsors or FXPG Public Radio. For additional information, refer to the U.S. Bill of Rights. Stand warned. All anyway, right. yeah, so we usually say intro. Welcome. I'm the madman uh, behind the boards. We've got the, the Hill Hippie. we got uh, EK the DJ back there doing some fine tuning, of course, and opening up our new cables. Those are the cables, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Awesome. So hopefully we can uh, keep things moving for you, uh, keep producing this content for you. And by the way, you know, please go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Uh, help, help keep us in business. Become a patron. You can get full access to all of the, uh, our video content. Yeah, we put some, uh, some video up on YouTube, uh, just little clips and so forth. Uh, yeah, so you can find my YouTube channel. Search for the Madman Lowercase. That's three different words. Um, and Hill Hippie has a YouTube as well called Hill Hippie. Uh, that's correct, sir. Wonderful. So we usually start with our weekend. So how was your weekend there, Hill Hippie? Double. Uh, my. Uh, H-A dobles. What the fuck? These double H's. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, completely th- blew uh, through my train of thought. Yeah, right what was your weekend window. like, bro? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> hay feverish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, went to work uh, Saturday for a little bit of time. Then I, I came home and slayed the green dragon that is the backyard. Mm. And uh, if uh, anybody listening happens to be like EK the DJ is not a fan of splatter films, you don't want to listen to this because what I did to that backyard was the equivalent of a horror movie to vegetation. Literally, there was some milkweeds that was growing next to the fence that the uh, weed eater couldn't eat. So I had to t- come from the top down with yeah. the weed eater. Just that lactose-like uh, inner substance in the pith was flying everywhere. Green bits was flying everywhere. Just Absolutely. After about six hours, I was able to slay the dragon. I slumped my happy ass into the house, cleaned myself off, went to bed. Woke up the next morning and I couldn't fucking breathe. Choking down all that plant cum. Yeah. Cum, guts, blood. Yeah. So I guess I got what I deserved. <laughs> yeah. I went outside. Yeah, I went outside the studio uh, last week. Uh, you remember it was real windy that day. Uh huh. And um, I'm sitting there. I sit, uh, went out back at the studio. I'm having a cigarette and I saw this gust of wind come rolling up and hit a tree and just this cloud of yellow cum. Just blows right off the tree, and I'm like, "Geez, I am so glad I'm standing downwind." And then the wind shifted, and I said, "I'm going back inside." <laughs> that stuff is so gross, man. Those friggin' plants. Hey, at least they haven't figured out how to take us out yet. I don't know. You've seen the happening. That's a true story, you know. Is it? No. Okay. See, it, it had a Wahlberg in it, so I wasn't watching it. <laughs> okay. Have you seen Band of Brothers? No. Well, Donnie Wahlberg can actually act. I'll take your word for it. All right. Why do you think uh, old Mark Turnt went to producing? I don't know what in the fuck he did. I didn't know he went to producing. Absolutely. Like Entourage and Boardwalk Empire? I mean... Here's the way it went down when his first... Whatever his first movie was... 
funky bunch. Hey, guess who's in this movie? It's uh, Mark Wahlberg. Who's that? Marky Mark from the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? I ain't watching that piece of shit. And it's been that way ever since. Okay. He's got three nipples, I heard. I don't want to hear about your fantasies. I don't have any Mark Wahlberg fantasies. You're thinking about his third nipple. So? That's a fantasy. I, not really. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a bit of knowledge that I've gained. I didn't say it was surfing a sexual the fantasy. But now we know where you're taking it. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, dodge, dodging the plant semen. Seems pretty rough for you, bro. Eh, you can do what you got to do. Yeah. It's either that or people come into the studio to have to, you know, blaze their way through the jungle to get to the door. Absolutely. You don't want that to happen. Well, I think it'd be kind of fun, personally. You know... Buy some dangerous, semi-dangerous critters, throw them out there. The ones who make it inside, you know what? They deserve to produce something on the uh, on the station because, you know, they can live. The others are either too scared and run off or they die. Natural selection. I'm, I don't care who comes in here and does a show. I mean, as long as they pay. I don't, <laughs> I don't care if it's a bunch of, like a wasp band, a band of wasps. You think they have bands? They might. I don't know. One of them would play the wing joe. Another one would beat a leg on a tree stump. It's possible. Who knows? Um, so my weekend. Let's see. Uh, what? Uh, oh, we could do. We could just run straight into this new mailbag. My, let's go into the mailbag real quick. Um, so over the last couple of weeks, I've been getting postcards from this guy named Max, um, and but they're addressed to some fool named Got One Buy One or. It's it's Gobo. Gobo. Uh, I don't even know what. I mean, this sounds like a millennial name. So I mean, it's clearly the wrong address. So I took these postcards from Max and I, uh, I you know, took them to the post office, and I, I said that there's no resident uh, with that name at this address, and they just said to me, you know, quit fucking with us, Barry. We got things to do. <laughs> so I, I don't know what all that means. So. So. <clears throat> you're sending these things. Hey, you're fucking with yourself. Is what's going on. That's a very complicated form of masturbation. Never let it be said that you're... Uh, I guess Barry has weird fetishes. I think that was already been established. But let it never be said that your borderline personality disorder doesn't have its upsides. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not borderline personality disorder. All right, borderline schizophrenia. There's a big difference... Tomato, tomato. There's a big difference. Pseudoscience. Fake news. Anyway, that was my weekend. Fucking that, with that th- is fake news. I, I, I refuse to acknowledge the fake news. Yeah, fucking with the post office. That's that's my weekend. Fucking in the post office? I wish. <laughs> You've seen the hotties they got working down there? No. Oh, man, if Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez starts working down there. I mean, after all, you know, they're going to make them banks. What? See, I love that because anything I mention that's political, like Hill Hippie has no idea. He doesn't keep up with that stuff at all. Anyway, there, I'm sure yeah. there's a, a, at least one of our listeners out there that got it. I, I hope so. Thank you for you watching. Know, I'm borderline rage quitting on society anyway. If I paid attention to what's going on in the uh, political world and shit like that, yeah, I'd be like, fuck this, I'm out. Well, you don't want to go all Ted Kaczynski, obviously, but I mean, I can understand wanting to live off the grid, you know, um... No, no, I'd want to live off the grid in a section of land partitioned off to where if anybody comes in, uh, some sort of trap is going to take them the fuck out. Nope. 
Crossed the wrong border there, fuck sick. So like Ted Kaczynski, Ted, Ted Kaczynski slash Kevin McAllister. Something yeah. like that? Yeah. Okay. Home Alone 3, Lost in the Woods. Uh, that'd be Home Alone 4, they made a 3. Anyway, you want to talk about Game of Thrones? Um, I know- wait, 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 wait. I, I, I have a question before I answer. Do I have to talk about it with you, or can I talk about it with somebody else? Because I don't want to talk about it with you. Well, you can mute your mic, I guess, and just put it on me. <laughs> Why, did you like it or something? I thought it was a satisfying ending. It was bittersweet as fuck. It, what we were promised was delivered. The, uh, George R. R. Martin said, you're stop, not going to like it. Stop, stop, stop. Before <laughs> we go any, R. R. Martin did say we weren't going to like it. Before we go any further, uh, I just want to say, spoiler alert. We are going to be talking about the finale of this show. We are going to be talking about everything. So if you haven't seen it, go ahead and skip to the 30-minute mark. That's why I'm trying to uh, get into this early, because I clearly have a lot to say about this. And so... Um, <laughs> Don't you and so, uh, yeah, go ahead and skip to about the 30-minute mark. That's where we're probably going to come back and run into what, the Hill Hippies Garden. See you there. Yeah. So um, uh, unless you're listening live, then I guess, you know, see you at 630. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So warning. Uh, also, the other spoiler warning is that Hill Hippie's an idiot. Um, if that he... was, that's been spoiled ages ago. Come on, man. Well, we're just two idiots talking about Game of Thrones. But, uh. Yeah, I'm an idiot. He's a bitter idiot. <laughs> I, I mean, it. it's clear which one is better for you emotionally, but I mean, it's... I am. Sorry. I, don't apologize. You yeah. do you, bro. Anyway, it's over and good riddance. Um, I mean, it was an excellent series. Don't get me wrong. Um, the first six seasons, really, really good. Let's be honest. So, I mean... Uh, I, I think that they kind of, I don't know what they're doing in the last two seasons. I think it was because they didn't have source material to fall back on. Um, also, there wasn't a whole lot of nudity this year. I found that somewhat refreshing. You know, I, I feel weird saying that because um, you shouldn't have to say that. You know, it's like when it gets to the point where there's too much nudity, I want to see more of the political intrigue and the fighting and stuff like that. And I was like... At, at some point, at some points in that in in, in any season, I'll consider that that's just gratuitous. It's like there is no need to throw tits in this scene. So anyway, I I, I was glad that they they had to shun some nudity to try to fix what they're trying to wrap up this nonsense. Well, there was it wasn't fluid to the story, but like the scenes in the Littlefinger's brothel, beautiful, in more ways than one. People miss that shit, I guess. Um, so Jon Snow didn't do a single thing for like two years, right? Okay. And then in the final final episode, both Tyrion and Arya have to flat out come and tell him that he needs to deal with this shit. He's like, you are the one who needs to deal with this, Jon Snow, because obvious. And so, um, yeah. It, basically, they had to tell him straight up. I mean, it was as passive aggressively, or what's that? Without actually saying you need to kill Daenerys Targaryen in a very roundabout way. But I mean, they really had to like beat around the bush with him for like like half of the episode was p- him people trying to tell him without actually telling him what he needs to do. Look, bro, you got us into this mess. <coughs> you go clean up your mess now. Exactly. Pick up your toys, Jon Snow. People yeah. are stepping on the jacks and getting hurt. <laughs> 
anyway, so uh, don't get me wrong. I think that there were, the conversation between uh, Jon Snow and Tyrion Lannister after he was uh, imprisoned was excellent. I think that was a very well-written scene. Um, that what they're talking about was very relevant, but I mean, um, it all had to be read between the lines, you know, it's like, cause John wasn't going to say, okay, okay, I'll kill her or anything like that. And Tyrion right. wasn't going to say, you know, you, you need to, you need to fucking kill her. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, my boy TL had the most badass scene in the entire season in that episode. TL. Okay. <laughs> Tyrion Lannister. All right, which which scene was that? When he walks up beside Daenerys, uh, Daenerys, and she says, "You set your brother free," and he looks at her and said, "And you burned an entire city." Stares Take- her, gives her the fucking dagger eyes, pulls the hand, uh, the hand of the queen pin off, and throws it down the stairs without breaking eye contact. No, and she's going to kill him. Just fuck you, bitch. Fair enough. That was baller. Yeah. That was pimp, and we expect nothing less from him, right? Because he's awesome. And so, uh, we'll come back around to the, the, the council meeting thing. But uh, uh, to him, like, not wanting the job. Okay, so we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, uh, yeah, it all went off the rails after the conversation between uh, John and Tyrion. Um, during the scene where, spoilers, John kills Danny. All right, um, she was sitting there going on and on about how cool it is to be tyrannical, and she's got these various social justice warrior causes to deal with and so forth. And, and uh, I was thinking the whole time, it's like, oh, I've heard enough. All right, John, I've heard enough. John, is Jon Snow going to have to choke a bitch? <laughs> and then finally he stabbed her, and I was like, in the way that needed to be done. I mean, it's like there was no one else who could have gotten that close to do what needed to be done. And he's the one who did it. And I, you know, good for you, Jon Snow. And I was, I was just screaming, yes, this is like, good. Now that bitch is dead. And now I know Jon Snow is going to be very, very dead very, very soon because either the dragon's going to kill him or Grey Worm's going to kill him. It's like, I can't wait to see Jon Snow die again and for good. Guess what? My dreams didn't come true. <laughs> I was so mad. I mean, it even... Even to the point at the end, it's like, come on, somebody have some sort of venge- vengeful thing, like kill him on the road to, anyway, the road north. Anyway, so... Um, what do you got against Jon Snow? I he, hate that guy. He did nothing because he knows, he knows nothing. nothing. It, ugh, I hate that guy. Come up with your own material, EK. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, either the dragon or Grey Worm, I knew we were going to go after him. And I just, that tension that um, uh, Jon Snow had with Grey Worm at the beginning, it kind of... It, kind of seemed portentous it's like that finally because uh uh at the battle of king's landing he was like ordering troops not to engage those guys and mm-hmm. gray worm saw him doing that and like, oh that's kind of questioning your loyalty all right and so uh and then in this one he's like don't why are you murdering these prisoners and he's like well my queen t- tells me to do this and he you know they get to a stare down he's like trying to stop him from slitting those guys throats and fails miserably uh, for, because he's a giant pussy, and that's why I hate Jon Snow. Anyway, so, yeah, all those guys had to die while Jon Snow was making up his mind about what he needs to do in life. So, I'm sure the Lannisters appreciate that. Well, it's not like him killing her in, any sooner was going to stop Grey Worm from slitting those throats. He could have killed Grey Worm. Anyway, so... No, uh, he couldn't. Grey Worm would have owned his ass. And then cut off Jon's unit... And tried to attach it to himself so he could go find another Masande. Well, I'm glad it didn't turn out that way. Um, 
that's what I mean. Is like we could have had a Grey Worm versus Jon Snow fight. And here's what I'm saying. It wouldn't have been a fight. It would have been an ass whooping. All right. Okay. I respectfully disagree, but you could have made it an interesting fight. And I would want to see Jon Snow lose. Don't get me wrong. And so, um, but they could have set up that fight and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. And I'll tell you how they didn't do it. They did it with a meanwhile or three weeks later or something like that because um, he kills he kills Daenerys. Um, Drogon comes in and he's like, "What the fuck happened? I smell something funny, you know? Uh, oh, it's oh it's it's dead mother of fuckers, dragons, um, dead mother of dragons." And I'm so pissed. I'm pissed at this Iron Throne. I'm gonna melt it. Oh, okay. And then I guess the dragon like took Daenerys's body to go eat it in private. And so, um, well, you know, you still, uh, when you, something bad happens, you go off, sulk to your room and eat your bowl of ice cream. All right. So here's what I mean. It's like, okay, I guess, I guess the dragon isn't going to kill the Targaryen boy. And so, um, I figured, okay, well now we're going to see Grey Worm versus, uh, Jon Snow. No, it cuts to Tyrion in prison. He gets let out of the prison and apparently everyone from the remaining, uh, um, uh, families in Westeros all have come there. So it must have been weeks. Weeks and weeks Tyrion was in prison. Mm-hmm. All right? And Grey Worm was slitting all the fools' throats. Every enemy. That was how he, he said it. It's like, all enemies are my queen. And are you going to tell me that as soon as Grey Worm heard that Jon Snow murdered his queen, he's going to go arrest him and keep him in prison for weeks? He would kill that fool immediately. Daener- uh, Immediately, Tokromodu does not know how to think for himself. That is so plain and obvious that oh, he, my queen said to do this. Well, my queen's not here to tell me what to do with him. We'll throw him in prison for now. And he even, they even manipulated him into saying, "Okay, the new king's got to decide what happens." Okay, well, who's your new king? Okay, here's what I mean: is they bring out Tyrion, all right, and then they find out that. Oh yeah, where and they're like, "Where's Jon Snow?" And it's like, "Jon Snow is still in prison." And I'd be like, "What? You got? He sat on Jon Snow for weeks." I don't. Anyway, so I understand that the idea is is that is that he is not a leader. Yeah, he, he can't is. Think he is a follower. Mm-hmm. I get that. And so, um, uh, uh, it was just it was just silly to sit on him. I, I know. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so Tyrion in the scene as a prisoner. Uh, he leads an electoral college, I guess, into nominating a new king, and uh, which was Brandon Stark. Yeah, what the fuck? It's like, uh, uh, it's like, it's like you're like in a group science lab or something like that, and there's some dipshit that doesn't do a damn thing, and he still gets an A. You know, it, do, it doesn't seem right. He didn't do a damn thing. Uh, he was the bait. That guy can see the future. All right, I want you to think about that. Yeah, he's the ultimate villain of Game of Thrones. That's right. Are you telling me King's Landing had to burn In order for to... for him to be king? Apparently. What the fuck? Brand- well, he said he's no longer Brandon Stark. He's the Three-Eyed Raven. The Three-Eyed Raven is neutral, sees past prison. So I guess to him, a couple hundred, a couple thousands or tens of thousands of lives really don't matter in order to break the wheel. The same type of tyrannical thinking that Danny was just talking about. Exactly. So that's why I think that they're probably going to set that up for uh, 
spinoff series or something like that. If there's a spinoff series based off the uh, that comes off the end of this season, so it continues on from this point of the timeline forward, I hope it's we're following uh, Arya around. That would make for a good. Well, I think that's probably what they're going to do. Yeah, that's probably what they're going to do. Um, so uh, there's a scene where uh, Sam makes a stupid proposal that you know, for, well, why do why just us? Why do we just get to vote for the king or whatever like that? Why can't like all the people and all the lands, uh, you know, write write a note and have a raven carry it? I mean, it may take weeks to run a true democracy. All of a sudden, and I love that they all laughed at him because it's a stupid idea. True democracy is a stupid idea, and so is Grand, Grand Maester Ocasio-Cortez there, Sam. I mean, you really ruined your character for me in, like, just two sentences. That was horrible. Well, if I were that actor, I'd be pissed off that that was in my script. See, I, uh, I think that was a nice play on the writer's parts because there's... There's, you know, fan theories left and right, and they're talking about how the breaking of the will means democracy is going to come to uh, Westeros. No, it, and so there was just them like, yeah, fuck you, this is not what you're thinking. That's not what you get. No, that's that's the point, is that um, it's not, you're not going to do it. You're not going to bring democracy. And I mean, at best, you're going to get a republic, and that's, that's what, they're, what they're leading towards. Right. Is a, like, a, something like England has. <laughs> Ironically, and so uh, so next they're going to have parliament instead of the small council, right? And so um, here's here's the here's the thing though is Sansa just wants to remain an independent kingdom, and she just announces that as the last vote. She's like, uh, yeah, that's fine, make him king, but I'm going to retain my king, my uh, my kingdom, queendom, uh, in the north, independent. And everyone's like, just okay. And going with that, and even the Greyjoys, oh, oh, yeah, we never wanted that or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we didn't have a rebellion. Like, yeah, to, to be be independent. Yeah, ten years ago. <laughs> Love my dead dickless son. Anyway, so, um, but no one else wants to be independent. I mean, what the hell? Um, there's just so much out of character. Well, you know, pussy's, things. Tra- uh, pussy's travels in packs, so. Hmm. Just so many out of character things that happen. And water bottles, unnecessary water bottles. Anyway, um, so they all go with this idea. It's like Brandon Stark and, well, fine, whatever. Uh, wasn't there somebody who had a claim as their own, uh, what's his name, something Targaryen? Well, that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure they didn't go that direction because they thought Greyjoy wouldn't go for it. Or Greyjoy, fuck. Uh, Grey Worm wouldn't go for it. Right. But whatever. He didn't stick around. It's not like he. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing that I didn't get. You know, they they do, they went back to their continent. I mean, yeah, what? they well, they're they're going to die in North. Yeah, as in the books, there's the butterfly sickness that unless you come from the Isle of North, you can't survive the butterfly right. sickness. But it's either here nor there. We want something done with him, but we're not going to stick around to make sure it uh, it sticks. Yeah. You know. They could have said, "Yeah, we'll send him to the wall and make him go off," and they're like, "All right, dude, come on back." But that's what I mean. It's like they, they send Jon Snow to the wall, and I'm just like, okay, I guess he's back to where he started, and I guess that makes a kind of fr- full circle thing. But, I mean, uh, it's kind of stupid. And Going north in winter, well, he they, they they tell him to go to the wall, so he goes to the wall, but then he goes further. He just keeps going north, and I'm just like, hey, isn't it winter? Didn't I hear stories of, like, horrible cold and... Everlasting darkness and 
the lens of always winter is what it's called. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? What is going on? Anyway, um, there's one thing I did like. He's going to go up there. He's going to find himself another egret. And, yeah, just I, I, I guess. Do his thing. Find me a redhead that isn't blood-related. Oh, wait, Sansa wasn't my sister this whole time. I could have fucked that. But she was a cousin. <sighs> you ruined it for me. You ruined my Jon Snow fantasy. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> Besides, I think he has more of a thing for Arya. Really? In the books, it's implied that way. Really? Mm. Gross. Um, oh, that's gross, but Sansa's not. No, Sansa's gorgeous. See, I, I'm a bigger Macy Williams fan than I am. Uh, <sighs> what, what, what is her that actress's name? I don't even know. Sansa Stark. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to mention uh, Brienne's page on Sir Jamie Lannister. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very sweet and respectful little scene. Um, I think that had, it had little to do with the fact that they were lovers. Yeah. Uh, it had to do with the fact that uh, Jamie Lannister made her a knight and taught her what it was like, what it was to be a knight. Right. And just like she taught him what it was to be. Exactly. A and like they like steel sharp as steel. So it was one person's soul sharpen another's I read that somewhere. And so, um, I think, yeah, that has everything to do with like one night respecting another, mm-hmm. and I mean, even going back to the like the first season, there are people who are making fun of Jamie Lannister for his what, the the pages in his his entry in that book. When mm-hmm. you know, last thing in there about him was you know he killed the king Since thereafter. Or- yeah, known the king known as the mm-hmm. Kingslayer. Yeah, and you know, it's good on her for not going uh, clingy ex girlfriend and just it- writing bullshit about him. A rant about how he broke her heart or something like that. Yeah. Sir Jamie Lannister was the biggest of the dicks that ever existed in all the seven kingdoms of Westeros. And henceforth known as the sister fucker. (laughs) Maybe that that would have been a better... (laughs) Well, they didn't let let you get to see everything she wrote and get in detail what everything she wrote. It may be one little line in there. Be, and that's that, the whole point of the last thing, died protecting his queen. Yeah. Like, and he fucked his sister. It, yeah. <laughs> Dirty sister fucker. Anyway, so um, I think I think they, especially these last two seasons, I think they would edit uh, the episodes based upon, like, reactions from the last. And that that's the only thing that, um, as a writer, this is the only thing that can explain this hodgepodge. Uh, mix of ideas and incomplete character arcs and uh, all sorts of craziness on on the part of like where it wraps up in this finale, and so I think that they have been doing that over the last two seasons, uh, possibly by monitoring social media things that people are saying, like what they want to see or what they didn't like and so forth, and um, and all that is like tempered, I'm sure, by like the uh, like the actors and the conditions of filming and so forth. So I mean, anyway, if writers and producers are doing, or whoever, are do actually doing that, like checking sex- social media before making your final edit or something like that, stop. Don't do that. It, it undermines the creative vision of the writers, and it, it creates all these sloppy loose ends, and you end up with this hodgepodge horrible episode um, here in your, in your finale. And everyone's still going, what the? What? Not everyone. A lot of people. A lot of people with brains. A lot of people with brains. Anyway, we're about the 30-minute mark. Anything more you want to say about that? Or just 
chips on their shoulder about everything in life. Yeah. My chip is a Dorito. So that's a that's us spoiling Game of Thrones, but like I said last week, it was a, we didn't we didn't spoil it. We didn't spoil it. It was already spoiled. And this is exactly why I didn't want to talk about this with him. It stinks. Anyway, I got a section set aside here for Hill Hippies Garden. All right, so you want to talk about something that truly is fucking stupid and blows? Absolutely. So last night. As I prepared myself for my slumber, as I do from time to time, I will turn on the TV to something that is not going to engage my uh, thought processes and just drown out what's going on in there. That way I can just go to sleep. Whoa, whoa, shit. It just went green. Yep. And uh, typically I'll find some sort of conspiracy theory documentary, uh, play one at random, uh, roll over and go to sleep. Right. Because that's just enough background noise to drown out the thought processes and little voices in my brain singing songs about dwarves and uh, mining for post-it notes and shit like that, right? So you gotta find a vein of post-it notes, man. That's important. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. And the one I, ch- I happened to do last night was one on, of all things, the flat earth theory. So, apparently this engaged a, uh, a self-defense mechanism in my subconscious because it wouldn't let me go to sleep. It's like, there's too right. much bullshit in the room. You can't do, you can't go to sleep with like this. It was like a defense mechanism was going off. Something's wrong here, man. Something's wrong. Yeah, I need, I need to check whoever is saying this. Yeah. They, they need, they need something, <laughs> some, some information in their head. Danger. will pill hippie danger. I get it. So it's like a, yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, you're my brain, my brain won't shut off. I can't, I can't let this drift into the background. Exactly. Right. And I half paid attention for a little bit and half didn't. But there was one line that really stuck in my crawl, man. And it made me decide what I, my next course of action had to be. Had to be. Honor dictates it, sir. Which, what's the line? What was the line? Those people who believe in the, uh, the globe earth model, all they can do is throw math at you where the evidence we produce you can see with your eyes <sighs> numbers are untrustworthy I know right unlike the human eye which never can be fooled the number six and the number four completely untrustworthy trust me I know you never get into a poker game with a number seven either and uh I think he's cannibal too I heard he I heard he ate nine so yeah. Yeah, I've heard that rumor as well. I don't think they've ever been able to prove it in the court of law, but it's widely believed. Well, anthropomorphic numbers makes more sense than flat Earth. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, holy <laughs> shit! You know, I, I woke up this morning and I thought that there was—I never thought I'd ever utter that phrase in my life. But the anthropomorphic numbers. anthropomorphic numbers make more sense than flat Earth. I mean, it's a complete. It's one hundred percent truth, but true. But uh, what the hell? Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio, yeah. everybody. <laughs> We're all shocked. We're all surprised from time to time here. Yeah, I mean, oh man, they had one thing that I do agree with, and that is you cannot trust photographic evidence because in today's uh, digital world, you can, you know, 
fuck with any picture. But that doesn't mean that all the pictures out there are fucking fake, yo. Like, it, it's, they're all, all the graphics of the Earth are done in Photoshop. Well, not all of them, dumbasses. Yeah, well, Photoshop wasn't around in the 60s and 70s when right. most of those pictures were taken. Yeah. So, um... Or like one of them I saw was if you look at this picture taken in 2007 versus this one taken in 2009, you will see that the land masses of North America it looks larger here than it does in this one. So it's proof that they're uh, they've used two different graphics artists. No, it's a completely different fucking angle. You can see more of North America and the South America in one, and vice versa in the other. A perspective. I mean, talk about grasping at straws to make you. Your little ideas seem real. Well, I think I mentioned this earlier is that, you know, there's certain things that happen that I think that it's just some smart person coming up with this hoax just to see who many, how many people will buy it, you know, hook, line, and sinker from, you know, from the flat earth theory to the, to the sovereign citizens to like free bleeders and like, uh, um, like the smallpox vaccinations. Right. You know, all these, you know, people's like, oh, you don't want to get the vaccines because they're going to make your kids autistic. And, and then all of a sudden, like, smallpox breaking out, the right. measles breaking out, and people, like, <laughs> like, wow! People will never cease to amaze you when it comes to how stupid they can be. Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah, you may be right. Maybe it's these assholes coming up with this, all right, I got this new flavor Kool-Aid I want to see if everyone's going to drink. What flavor you got there? We're going to call it Flat Earth, but it's actually piss shit. Piss shit? Piss shit. I like it. Just enough piss to make the shit watery. So, uh... I'm going to, uh... I'm going to investigate this Kool-Aid. And I'm going to, uh... Take some of the more interesting, quote-unquote, points of the Flat Earthers. And I'm going to debunk the fuck out of them. All right. Because, fuck you, you kept me awake, you stupid, ignorant assholes. I bet you could do it easily with quick facts, right? Yeah, I, I have almost no free time in, in my week. So, at what little bit of time I'm going to do this, I'll still have 99% of my free time left after I debunk all your stupidity. Any listeners out there who happen to be flat earthers, I fucking challenge you, change my mind. Email me at hillhippie, H-I-L-L-H-I-P-P-I-E, at fxbgpr.com, and tell me why your flat earth theory is correct. And I will listen to you openly. I will not demean you. I will have a civil debate with you about how your idea is wrong. Hold on a second. I'm looking up. Louder with Crowder, flat earth. I wonder if he's done one of those. Changed my mind? Oh, yeah. You know, you know who Steven Crowder is. Yeah, right? I've seen one or two yeah. of his videos. Uh, he's uh, his videos are more fun to watch than Ben Shapiro's because um, <laughs> he has a sense of humor. Uh, and so yeah, fair enough. And he's a little more crass. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, he didn't do going on to campus or anything. Doesn't do a change my mind. But hey, maybe we could start it. Hey, let's go to Mary Washington University. Flat earthers, uh, flat earth theory, stupid. Changed my mind. It, but the problem is, the table would just be us sitting there, and no, everyone would walk past. Yeah. It was like, uh, want to talk about flat earth? No, I agree with you. Yeah. You want this, talk about flat earth? No, this, I agree with you. Yeah. Fuck, we're wasting my time here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, protesting in a place where you know 
it, nobody disagrees with you. Yeah. Codified community in many ways. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's liberals here in Fredericksburg. Uh, you know, North, you know how Virginia's turning all purple. I consider it a bruise. But, um, purpley. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, is that you're just, yeah, fuck you, flat earthers. Email them. Hillhippie at fxbgpr.com. Yep. You can email me too, madman at fxbgpr.com. And, uh, maybe I'll read it on the air in my mailbag or, um, or I could just rebuttal you, re- rebuttal your stupid flat earth argument. Two words, Coriolis effect. Yeah. You know anything about snipers? Do you think there's any snipers that are flat earthers? I don't think I so. I don't think so. Because they had to account for the curvature of the earth. And the thing that I found uh, the most interesting was that gravity doesn't exist. And the way that we're held on the planet is the planet's constantly moving up. The disc, I should say, is constantly moving up. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. And the ice walls that keep us that keep all the water in at the edges. How come there's no pictures of the ice walls, dudes? Show me the wall. Is that where the, the maybe, real Night's Watch is? Maybe, I would imagine so. <laughs> if I go there, can I find Jon Snow? Well, that's what happens. I mean, you got to piss off the wizards or the Illuminati, and then that's when they send you to the wall. Ah. Uh, all right. Send me there, wizards. We made sense of it all. <laughs> anyway, you want to get into the news worth going? Don't always. Of course you do. Um, so I I'm, I'm kind of got to go quickly here, but uh, this is an opinion article, and I, uh, I only mention that because I spotted it. And so this is from Robert J. Hutchinson. Uh, it says, Game of Thrones finale, finale has a hidden message for progressives. Can you spot it? And the reason I found this article is because I was looking for somebody else talking about this because I caught it. Okay. All right. So it has to do with the scene where uh, Jon Snow, who was killed in that episode. Spoilers. Sorry about that. And so uh, we're on the other side of the 30 mark. Sorry, everybody. So um, <laughs> I was hoping to get this in before that. But anyway, um, uh, there's she has a conversation with Jon Snow. Now, I'm going to cut right to the conversation. All right. In the final episode of the series, Daenerys argues that in politics, you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Uh, that is that the ends always and inevitably justify the means. Uh, if your cause is just and Daenerys aims at nothing less than liberation of the entire world, then, quote, small mercies, such as pardoning Tyrion Lannister, which is what Jon Snow was asking her about, mm-hmm. about pardon, pardoning him instead of killing him. All right. And so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is what Jon Snow said to her. I saw them executing Lannister prisoners in the street. He, he was shouting when he finally confronted her. Uh, and she says, it was necessary. And what about Tyrion, he pressed. Uh, you can forgive him. You can forgive them all. You know, quality of mercy is all he's asking for. Um, and he's, of course, pleading for Tyrion and everybody else that she's murdering, you know. Like uh, bitch. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, at this point he knows he may have to kill Daenerys. Okay. Uh, please, Danny, he begs of her. She smiles at him and says, uh, we cannot hide behind small mercies. Uh, which is, wow, that's a, that's a fascist and totalitarian Oh, absolutely. View. I mean, it's so, you know. Straight up, let's go, go past the idea of, uh, liber- uh, liberation and go straight to dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh. Yeah, so this is something, uh, 
it's, this is what she says. It's not easy to see something that has never been before, a good world. And he says, how do you know it, would, it will be good? Because I know what is good, and you know too. So he says, what about everyone else, the other people who think they know too? And she says, they don't get to choose. She went, she went crazy real quick. Real. Real crazy, real quick. And so that's what this article is about. It's like this is a, a conversation between somebody who appreciates liberty and somebody who is a fascist or a totalitarian. Yeah. I mean, seriously, she went from breaker of change, chains, freeing the slaves to totalitarian ruler mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like five or six years before the Nazis really got rolling. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, granted, they didn't have dragons, but I mean, you know, maybe they found Thule, and if they had found Thule, and where they breed the dragons, right? No. Anyway, so I, I caught that in the episode, so I went looking for it. I was like, "Damn!" She's like, she really went. <laughs> that, she flipped uh, the switch. Stalinist in in many ways. Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to the amount of lives, you know. A lot of communist, yeah, a lot of lives. Freaking communism, right? She had the throne, and she was still killing motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That's what socialist and communist people. That's what. That's where it leads to. And so I, I caught that in the in the episode. I found it interesting. It uh, raised the bar in terms of. Don't get me. I mean, I I enjoyed Game of Thrones. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, it it raised the bar because I think the message was getting through. And it, people have been complaining in social media lately about all the SJW stuff. It's like, have you seen the Batwoman or Bat Batgirl trailer? Oh man, no. we could talk about that off air. It's like it just pissed people off like you wouldn't believe. It. Anyway, um, uh, real quick, I want to yeah. do a shout out to a listener. We have a listener. We have a listener. Okay. And I'm doing this shout out because you something you mentioned to me last week, and you'll understand it when I do the shout out. All right. Hello, Mrs. Madman. Thank you for listening. You're a. Uh, yeah, I'm not on the screen. I didn't You're, realize that. <laughs> he's not on camera. He's waving at the camera. Yeah, hello. <laughs> anyway, so let's go to the next story. Uh, a stolen North Carolina brewery van founded 42 minutes after a reward offers a free keg party. Vehicle owned by a brewery in North Carolina uh, was returned in less than an hour after the beer business offered a keg party to whoever found it. The Unknown Brewing Company. That's the name of the company. Is they, the they're, jur- yeah, they're journalists. They got the name of the brewing company. It's not like they're writing this article. Not no. The name of it is. It's like it's, it's like calling your YouTube channel the Madman Lowercase. People don't always find it on the first try. But this is the Unknown Brewing Company. Nice. <clears throat> Which brewery would you go to? Uh, the, un- the Unknown Brewery. Well, fine. Don't tell me. Right, asshole. <laughs> Keep all the beer for yourself, you jerk. Anyway, uh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was, uh, based out of Charlotte, this is the, where the Unknown Brewing Company is. They sought help in searching for the van uh, after it was reported stolen by three people on early Monday morning. "Quote: Please help us find us find it. Share with all your friends. This is what they post on social media. Uh, whoever finds it, Brad will buy you a keg party." The business wrote online, "If you stole it and bring it back, you will also get a peg- keg party." Smile for the camera. <laughs> please DM, please DMS if if you see it. 
The quest, apparently for a free cake party, blew up online, according to the brewery. The post was shared hundreds of times, leading to the vehicle being found in 42 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Incentives. Holy yeah, fuck. More than, yeah, more than 15 people called in tips about the van, and soon an Instagram user posted a picture of the vehicle. <laughs> Instant scavenger hunt. That's great. Yeah, see, there we go. There's the there's the answer to all the problems in society. Breweries of the world unite. Uh, incentivize the people of the land to do the right thing by giving them the keg parties, and our society will be saved. Oh, shit. You know what I forgot? To pay the bills. So, yeah. Pay let's, the bills! Let's finish, let's finish this little... Uh, I want to say what actually happened. Um, I'll finish this story, and then we'll pay the bills. Um... Yeah, Unknown Brewery was grateful for those who ate in their search and said people asked them if the ordeal was a cunning marketing ploy to boost business. And this is what the company said in response. Yes, that would be hilarious, but we assure you we couldn't make this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. Uh, investigators think that three people who were caught in uh, on camera stealing a van might, be used might have used the vehicle to break into more than 10 other cars in the area. So this is part of a spree. Uh, Unknown Brewing said that as a thank you, they'll be brew brewing a new Van Theft Auto <laughs> that'll be sold for 25 cents a pint. 25 cents a pint. That's, nice. as, that's as close to a free, free keg party as we could do for you, Charlotte. So I, mean, I guess it's like open to the entire city. I guess so. And uh, I think they should now name the uh, rename the van to Waldo. Waldo. Uh, where's Waldo? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, I, just, I, I found that to be a really hilarious story. That is a good one. Yeah. Um, anyway, a coffee shop barista accused... No! Pay the bills! You're right. Thank you. Anyway, what is this show? Shock Monkey Radio is sponsored... <laughs> There's so many. Shock Monkey Radio is sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. Check them out at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. They are located in the Lee's Hill Center at 10657... Spotsylvania Avenue here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and they have a five-mile delivery radius from that location. So apologies to our listeners in Baton Rouge. Um, yeah, wow. their, their hours of operation are Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays, they're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and on Sundays, they're open from noon to 8. It's always buy one, get one free pizzas at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. And, you know, um, my mother, you know, she keeps, like, every week, she's like, she's like bring me some baklava, bring me some carrot cake. Bring you some cheesecake. I mean, I get it, but you know, this stuff ain't cheap. Yeah. Well, I mean, every week. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, I have fantasies okay. about eating an entire cheesecake, okay. but you're alive that week, right? Yeah. Your mother made you bring the woman some baklava. I did. Every week. She doesn't like the baklava, but okay. Well, my dad does. Whatever she wants, you give that woman. She carried your big-headed ass around for nine months. Anyway, so... Uh, Squeeze your watermelon-sized ass through a, opening the size of a lemon. You bring that woman what she wants. Anyway, we're sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. Check them out at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. Um, yeah, coffee shop barista accused of womb-bothering a pregnant woman for ordering a caffeinated drink. All what? Right. Yeah, this happened in the UK. Uh, that doesn't make it any better. I know. Well, you know, they're, they're sliding into the pit of European liberalism. Uh, European liberalism. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, and plus they've for a long time they've had that Anglican uh, atheism as well. So there's a lot of problems in the UK. Um, news of the sorry UK listeners, not no insults. 
not meaning to be insults. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hear them. Don't, I'll let you know what they are. Okay. Uh, news of the alleged incident was shared on Twitter over the weekend by Tiffany Stevenson, uh, a comedian in the UK. Uh, claimed to watch it all go down at Starbucks in our highway rest area in Northamptonshire. All right. I got Starbucks in rest areas? Yeah, why not? People. Uh, yeah. just, they must have some fancy rest areas over there. Uh, Most of the ones I've seen, you, you might be lucky to have a Coke machine. Yeah, unbelievable bit of womb-bothering. This is what she wrote, Stevenson wrote. Unbelievable bit of womb-bothering in Starbucks at services. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Uh, um, yeah, well, where is it? Anyway, the, the barista, a male... All right, I'm going to try to summarize this. Um, was, was like, you know, caffeinated thing for not pregnant lady. Oh, this is for you? Maybe you shouldn't have the caffeine because of the baby. All right. So that was the incident. Okay. Uh, eventually gave it to her and said, maybe, maybe you shouldn't have that and stuff like that. And so what happens is a long series of twitter and i'm sure it's on tumblr at some point and and so uh a whole bunch of people said what is this man saying that you know how to what i can and can't put into my body and stuff like that and like what does a man know about it It was like and you're focusing on the wrong thing you know it's like this man doesn't know it's like if i want caffeine it's like if a pregnant a pregnant woman has bummed a cigarette from me that's your body that's your baby if that's what you want to do with your life good yeah, whatever happened to mind your own fucking business? Mind your own business, you know? And I think it's interesting that they're going this, it's like, what does a man know? This kind of SJW kind of way of it. It's like telling me what to do with my body. It's like, I don't think that's the issue. The issue is, is that um, um, for some reason, you know, giving a shit about the uh, a baby in somebody else's womb, I don't know, is, is so terribly evil, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I would, if if the the woman was tr- trying to shoot herself in her pregnant belly, maybe I'd do something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if she was walking into definitely uh, uh, a Planned Parenthood, what a very nice way to say baby killers. And so, uh, if you're walking into something like that, I mean, you have the right to do that. So I'm not going to stop you, but I certainly wouldn't let you shoot your baby in front of me. Right. That being said, is like if you want to smoke while during your pregnancy, I don't care. If you want to drink caffeine and alcohol during your pregnancy, I don't care. I mean, in many ways, it's it's that's your your choice and your responsibility, you know. And if you choose to be irresponsible, you know that's that's on you. Right. It's like I don't think a barista has any like medical training generally. I know it's hard economic times for doctors. I don't know. You know but I mean, it's... That barista could be going to medical school, but that it still doesn't give them the right to, to try to dictate what one person does with their body. Well, yeah. I mean, she's not killing a baby. She's just having some caffeine. And you know what? You know what's going to happen from that cup of coffee? The baby's going to kick a little bit more. He's going to be a little excited. Now her friends can be able to feel that baby kicking. Mind your business, motherfucker. Well, I mean, you understand that that woman was a baby once, right? I would hope so. <laughs> it's, just, it's just as bad. I mean, the uh, anyway, it's horrible. We got, or we got, wow, we got five minutes left. Oh, yeah. 
A uh, Maryland man drives a Batmobile replica, ends up tracking down a driver after a hit and run. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Why else have the car? Which uh, Batmobile? The 66 replica. Oh, yeah, from the show. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, this, uh, this is in Baltimore. Oh, I'm sorry, Silver Spring. This happened on Route 28 in Silver Spring on Wednesday um, when he said the, another motorist ran into his vehicle. I didn't know what the guy was thinking. He must have been going. So he hit the Batmobile. It's like, oh, I would feel so bad if that was me. Right. I would come out and apologize. Like, no. But instead of, he drove off. The guy drove off. And so. I was like, the insurance, my insurance is going to get canceled for sure. Like, how much is that going to cost to fix? Anyway, so. Um, forget about the turbo boosters on that thing. Yeah. His, yeah. His tricked out car has a bat phone rocket, rocket launchers and actual flames appear out of the projector that shows a bat uh, and shows a bat symbol. On the road at night. <laughs> anyway, he, he, he dialed 911 and started chasing the guy. Chased him down the road and he pulled him into a church parking lot. He came out, got out of his car, looked at the car, looked at his Batmobile. It offered him money, which of course wasn't going to happen. No. Yeah, after you run like that. Yeah, it's a different story. Anyway, so he says uh, the cost of repairing it would be like $7,000. Who? Yeah. Uh, he told Fox 5 he's just hoping we can get his uh, Batmobile, which is worth about $175,000. Damn. Yeah, fixed. Well, why else do you have that thing? Anyway, let's go to this next story real quick. Because people are stupid. They'll never stop surprising you on how stupid they are. And believe in the, in the flat earth shit. Yeah. Well, here's a new one. Uh, Austra- Australians told to stop kissing cows after a bizarre challenge sweeps social media. What? Yeah. Uh, kissing cows with or without tongues is all the rage in Australia. New band name, I called it Kissing Cows. Kissing Cows, okay. Uh, this is endangering animals and those smooching them, born officials. You say, you don't say. <laughs> when I was growing up, smooching cows had a whole different meaning. Yeah, the uh, the disturbing trend has been promoted by Swiss App Castle, which launched this bizarre k- cow kiss challenge to raise money for charity. That's so stupid. What? Yeah. The practice of his land with politicians and farming officials. <laughs> Pissed off farmers. <laughs> quit, quit making out with my cow. Or Australian. However, Australian. Redneck sound. I quit making it with my cow. Y'all. <laughs> you up. can't not make it sound southern, that word. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you all coming up on my land and you're doing the dirty deeds with my cows. What is wrong with you, stupid mother? That's what I mean. It's the, it's the sovereign citizens. It's the free bleeders. It's the, you know. Yeah. People will fall for anything. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's crazy. Why are you doing that? Why? It hey, make, hey, 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 people. Uh, it makes no hey, sense. I, I need public surface announcement, everybody. Moo means moo. Hashtag moo means moo. Please continue. I'm gonna, I want to write that down. I'm, I'm, I was writing it down in my, inside my head. 10-4. Anyway, we got, a, we got three minutes left, and I usually like to end on a positive note. Please do. All right. So uh, Mercy Ships celebrates 100,000 surgical procedure. So do you know what the Mercy Ships are? Mercy Ships? Yeah. Is that a Coast Guard ship that goes out and performs uh, medical procedures to people who are injured at sea? No, the Mercy Ships Charity Organization basically operates as a floating state-of-the-art hospital staffed with volunteer doctors and caregivers, among other volunteer administrators, engineers, plumbers, chiefs, and cel- uh, yeah, they're celebrating 100,000 surgical procedure amid ongoing efforts to bring health care and hope to patients across the globe. Oh, okay, so they just sell around from port yeah. to port doing free surgeries and services. 
services, helping people out and stuff like that. So that's that's basically the gist. And um, right on. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, I was I was lucky that when I was living in Georgia, um, I got to see a Mercy ship and I got to learn a lot about them. And I always thought it was like, damn, that seems like a really cool thing to do, you know. And you know, it it may happen for me. One one of these days, I may just get sick of all this and you know, just go find a Mercy ship and I, I could do something. I mean, clean the toilets, anything. Make so, the cappuccinos in the morning. Who knows? The wanderlust may strike me again, but you know, it really didn't strike me the first time. So. Yeah. Yeah, oh, see the world. Oh, it's the same bullshit, different smells. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> same that bullshit, different. Very accurate statement. <laughs> same bullshit, different smells. And so, I think what really matters is doing something that helps people. And I think Mercy Ships uh, is is just something that is not uh, political in any way. It's just straight up helping people. The people giving of themselves to help their yeah. fellow man. Yeah, right all on. over the world. And it's just, it, you know, it's kind of like Doctors Without Borders. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, that's, you know, but I mean, there's uh, any system. There's entropy in any system. It's like there's there's a chance for corruption in any closed system. Of course. Entropy. And so, uh, anyway, I th- I just think that it's uh, there's people, a lot of people within any corrupt system that can get a lot of good done. So... I don't know. So if if for some reason, like next week, uh, you can't find Shock Monkey Radio, because it's probably because I went and joined the Mercy Ships or something like that. And I will not continue on without him. <laughs> Out of respect. Which is broadcast Mercy Ships live feed. Anyway. Uh, I'll do one last episode. Just nothing but the SMR logo and taps playing in the background softly. Over and over again. Over and over. And again. Over and over and again. Over again. It might be better in some of the episodes we've done. Anyway, it's possible. <laughs> anyway, so this has been Shock Monkey Radio. Um, I'm the Madman, and uh, I urge you to go over to patreoncom radio. Please become a patron. Uh, help pay for these new wires we got in that EK is just hankering to install. So, um, patreoncom radio. Find me on YouTube, the Madman Lowercase for clips. Um, yeah, I have some books out there. Search for Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's on Amazon. Uh, the Exit 13 series, The Bunny Years, a memoir, and The Ravings of a Madman. I'm the Madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hippie, and I'm wishing you all peace and love. <laughs> all right. Press the button, Devin. Are you, is it? Okay. It just crashed.